Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello, and welcome to 929, the award winning podcast from Fiverr.com. I'm Ishan Akbar, your humble host and podcast guide. As always, you give us 9 minutes and 29 seconds of your valuable time, and we'll give you a top tip from someone who is brilliant at what they do. In this episode, I sat down and spoke to a person who I can guarantee will have you planning or propelling your business above the digital clouds. The biggest brands in the world, like Spotify, who were one of our first clients, wouldn't go near having a social media page. I had the real pleasure to sit down and talk about all things first principles with the founder of Social Chain, Stephen Bartlett. And it was that first principle thinking that helped him to create a new solution, which is the Tesla we see, and which is rocketing the world. So, with time of the essence, sit back and listen in on my conversation with the inspiring speaker that is Stephen Bartlett. So look, here's the thing. When I when I read your profile, I was like, mm. I'm so glad I didn't go to school with Stephen because oh, it'd be another person that my parents would compare me to, and I'd be like, oh god. They were like, oh, what does Stephen do? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know why he's so successful. I don't know. I don't understand it. How would you describe what you do to people? What I do. It's a tricky question because so what I'm known for is being the founder and CEO of Social Chain, which became one of the the biggest social media marketing companies in in the world. I guess um, we have 700 people around the world. We're um, listed on the stock exchange. I think our market cap hit 300 million this morning. Um, we're we're focused on helping brands understand how to use social media to achieve their objectives. And you've got a, a world that's changed rapidly, and you've got brands that were used to behaving in a certain way with their marketing and how they spoke to their customers. And social chain's kind of the bridge to the new world. We our, our slogan has always been to to keep brands at the forefront of what's possible and to kind of demystify this right. ever changing digital world. That's really what we were known for. Um, on the other hand, we we built a very big audience. Um, on our own social media channels. So we have about 100, 150 million followers across our own channels. And these are across different verticals like sports. There's a big page called Sporf, which we own, uh, which has 20 million sports fans on it. Right. Student Problems on Facebook is the biggest student community in the world. Gaming, fitness, food, you name it. We own big media channels there. And we're the seventh biggest publisher in the world on social media. And then lastly is our e-commerce business, which uses our marketing expertise, our media reach um, to sell products and brands that we own ourselves. Uh, and then, then obviously I resigned from the company in August, so I'm no longer the CEO. But uh, but that's what I that's what kind of what I was known for. Now I'm doing tons of stuff. I'm I'm a, an advisor in a big biotech uh, investment house, so we're doing some big IPOs this year. We did one on Friday, which was a huge mm. groundbreaking IPO, um, backed by Bill Gates and Peter Thiel. Um, and uh, I'm doing work across mental health, psychedelics, biotech. At the moment, it's a lot of things, and uh, at some point, I'm going to re- start another company again. So look, I'm really looking forward to this because you've done so much, such a short space of time throughout your career. I'm very interested to know, what is the lesson you want to impart on our listeners today? The lesson I want to impart on your listeners today is how to and the importance of using first principle thinking to create better solutions to today's challenges. What is first principle thinking? What is that? 
First principle thinking is that it's the pursuit of uh, finding the, the fundamental truth in any situation in order to use that truth to create a new solution. So I want to give you an example based on my own experiences with building my own company and it. how we thought about first principles. So when I started Social Chain, I hadn't read a book about how you run a business or how you start a company, how you market it, how you create company culture. And so the the tempting thing to do, which most people do when they have their face with that problem of starting a business, is they will accept convention's way of doing things. And mm. if you look at convention, if you read the book of convention, it'll tell you to make sure people show up at nine o'clock in the morning and make sure that they're there till six. And if they're mm. 10 minutes late, you tell them off and they mm. get 28 days holiday. That's what convention says. But we live in a fundamentally different world where expectations around work have changed dramatically, largely because of this thing called social media, where I can mm. see what your work do for you. I can see what my best friend's employees do for them. I've got this, mm. you know, this sort of fake perception that all of my friends are constantly on holiday, having a great time. And that has changed the expectation of work. Right. So right. in 2020, if you're starting a company, convention's answer to how you run that company, how you create the culture, how you market that business is currently invalid. And then you, you would use first principles, the most fundamental things you need to be true to create a better answer. So you'd say, okay, um, one thing that I know to be true is that if people value their work, then they will work harder to and fight more to protect their job. And then you yeah, say, yeah. okay, um, if people are given, if I hire people that are trustworthy and give them um, uh, flexibility, they will be happier. And if I have happier employees, then they will work harder and protect our clients more. And if they protect our clients more, then our business will succeed. And mm. so you think, okay, so the right answer based on the expectations of 2020 is to create a completely uh, flexible and open workspace. And also with the advent of things like Zoom and the digital tools that we have today, yeah. We now have a world where they can be given extra freedom and they, we can work remotely and we can use these tools like Microsoft Teams or Workplace and run the business. But had you just accept, accepted convention for what it told you, um, the mm. solution would have been broken and you probably wouldn't have known, known how. And uh, just to, to, to conclude this point, Elon Musk, is, who's one of my um, real idols, talks to the same principles. And he says the reason he was able to create Tesla you know, even though everybody told him, even though convention told him that you can't make a cheap, fast, affordable electric car was because he yeah. went to first principles and thought, you know what, if I buy the raw ingredients that go into a battery on the metal exchange, then I can get the price way down. And if I do X and I can get the price, and if I do that, and it was that first principle thinking that helped him to create a new solution, which is the Tesla we see and which is rocketing the world. Certainly now, so 2020 has made us rethink completely a lot of sure. convention that we have about society, business, all sorts of things. But do you think convention has a place at all? Definitely. And it's one of the lessons that I also learned from running my business, because there were some things which I tried to challenge and I tried to do differently. And I used my process of first principle thinkings to try and create a new solution. And it led yeah. back to convention's answer. And so this isn't the pursuit of just disagreeing for the sake of disagreement. It's the pursuit of finding the best, the, the best possible answer to a problem. Sometimes convention is right. And in fact, I'd say, about 85 percent 90 90 plus percent of the time convention is right but it's the 10 right, percent that defines you and it's the 10 percent right. that defines your business and um, because the world's changing slowly so um to, from a macro perspective so the, the vast majority of the um conventional answers to our problems are still pretty valid 
But it's that 10% that makes all the difference. And it's the 10% that made the difference in our business. So the reason you're talking to me now is because we were the ones that thought it was a really good idea to use social media and all of these Twitter accounts to market products in 2013 when people weren't, when the biggest brands in the world, like Spotify, who were one of our first clients, wouldn't go near having a social media page. Right. right? And wow, it was that, right. it was just these first principles of me saying, listen, the numbers are bigger here. When we do conventional marketing, we get these numbers. When we do this marketing, we get bigger numbers. I know you're scared of this thing called social media, but the numbers are bigger. You get more customers from it. Being able to bypass the noise of convention was the reason we created the business we did and, uh, and then the company culture we did and, and, uh, and everything else that followed. Even the way we marketed our business was fundamentally different. Um, and the reason why I'm a CEO that has 2 million followers on my personal social channels, um, is, symptomatic of that. I made the decision with my team earlier on that our business social chain would market itself to customers, B2B customers, like a publisher. So every single week we launched a video. We used social media as the way that we got our customers. And typically you don't do that. Typically you use press releases. Mm. But again, the numbers were bigger and we could control and scale that audience. Typically you don't invest millions over the years to, to, to grow the CEO's personal brand but when you look at the way that we were generating our business from first principles, 70% of our business in year one came from me, came from referrals from me, me speaking on stage. Mm. And again, if you want to increase the amount of opportunities I get to speak on stage, you have to make me more valuable, right? Mm, yeah. And, 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 and it was a, and this is what created our, my business. And this is also why I, I dropped out of university. It's why I got kicked out of school. It's, um, it's why I managed to, navigate like a slalom um, through life, finding better solutions. And, and hopefully I think, you know, I'm 27, 28 now, happy. I'm super, you know, in terms of my wealth, I've amassed a lot of wealth. And uh, I, think, uh, I think it's working so far. Stephen, what a pleasure to chat to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. My thanks to Stephen for joining us on the show. Remember, 929 is a Fiverr podcast. You can always go back and listen to any of our previous award-winning episodes. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.